Welcome back, MFNB fans. We got a great episode for you, as Jamal was inspired by Tim Ross's The Basement's recent episode on God's Timing is Perfect. There was a final nugget in the episode that triggered Jamal to push a pod because we ain't breaking no more. So sit back at your snacks and enjoy the ride. Let's go. Hey, turn down the heat. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy. It's your boy, Jamal. Back in effect. Um, This is like a sporadic podcast. Uh, I was actually watching. Um, I watch the Tim Ross podcast every now and then. Some things I gravitate to. Some I'm like, uh. But um, overall, I think a lot of his stuff, it's like... Uh, it's different and it it at least piques your 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 thought process uh to make it challenges you to think uh but today he was it was a uh, the, the podcast today let me bring it up <laughs> was on god's timing it's perfect and basically um um he was with uh, one of his uh, guests was a guy, Kevin Osolo. I probably pronounced his name wrong. One of the pentatonics. And they were just going over various things. Uh, how basically he got to the point he, he got to with pentatonics, but it was like through trial, through fire, like he's been through. Um. And so it concluded in the, the tail end of the, the podcast, which is probably the the most pointing piece and that I could connect to right off the bat. Um, and they were doing a comparable just between like a microwave process and, um, and being cooked in the oven. And I didn't know this fact, and probably a few years ago I, I learned it, just this fact this. I didn't know, like, when you cook things. Well, I knew, like, certain things didn't taste that well in a microwave just because you want it fast and in a hurry. But things like even the heat, like cooking soup, let's say making soup or anything with liquid in it, if you cook it on a pot, kettle, whatever, rather, or even in the oven, the heat is, like, within all this, within the whole entirety of the um, the food that you're eating. So it lasts, the heat lasts much longer. It doesn't cool out like something in a microwave. Microwave, yes, is hot, but then it cools down a lot quicker. And with the microwave, it also like dries out food because it's looking for water. So that's why sometimes when you got rice or something, you got to throw water in it. So because that's what the microwave is doing. It's just heating up that water. So basically, they were just talking about a lot of us, we're in an instant gratification, uh, so we want things quick, fast, in a hurry. And some of us want to go through processes, and I'll raise my hand. You want them to be expedited, or you want them to conclude as quickly as possible, like, Lord, save me now. This is too much. But, like, God is not going to remove you from that fire until he burns everything that he needs to burn that is not of him out of you. And if we try to hop out, (laughs) 
the microwave or I'll say the fire, he's going to put us back in because we still didn't pass that test. We're not done yet. Um, and I won't go through too much, but uh, I just like this, this last few minutes, just uh, it resonated with me and it, and, and I'll tie back to one of my previous, my early podcasts when I was sharing my story. Uh, so let me hit play element to it yeah the natural heat will do something that this nuclear process won't so i'm i'm you talk about being battle tested but but this is hananiah uh mishio and azariah i don't call them by their slave names yeah, sure hananiah mishio uh, and azariah they were treated with heat come on dude they were heat treated yeah and that's why when them boys came out the furnace do you know what Nebuchadnezzar, the secular king, said? I made a mistake. Ooh. Yikes. I made a mistake. No, you didn't, Nebby. <laughs> you didn't make a mistake, mm -hmm. sir. This was supposed to happen. My promotion was on the other side of being fired. Yes. Literally. Oh, man. My promotion was on the other side of being fired. Oh, wow. Not me being saved from it. Yes. And there's a lot of there's a lot of y'all right now. You are actually complaining about a fire that God's put you in. Yes. But let me tell you, the only thing that's going to burn off of you are the things that have had you bound. Oh. <laughs> Scripture said they came out. Not a hair on their hair was singed. Their garments were not smoky. Smell like smoke. The turban wasn't singed mm -hmm. the ropes were the only thing god's getting off wow. of you in the fire are the things that had you bound yes trust the process because i promise when you get out on the other side you're gonna be free as a bird and promotion is on the other side of fire not only trust the process but like you were talking about with <laughs> with the pot pie follow the directions if you don't follow those directions Followed the directions. Because think way. about it, my boy had the same. He, he had the same pot pie I did, but he didn't have the same experience. Let me just stop it at that. That was good, right? Um, and that was just two minutes, and like it's so many things I can touch on that I can connect with. Um, as if you remember my story. I shared the very first podcast. So, yeah, I think it's just about my journey, about getting fired. I never shared this aspect of it because uh, I share about me getting fired, going back to my old job. Well, getting fired from one job and within six days of starting the job and then looking for work for 10 months and then my old job opening itself, my wife and her, her staff member found like, they posted my job again and I came, I was able to come back. Of course, you don't want to go back to the place you left because you're saying, yeah, I'm growing. I'm going to, to another level. So you're kind of humble coming back. But as a result of coming back, my manager at the time left within a month and he recommended that I take his spot as interim assistant director. Um, but then he, over where he was now, he was, Loading and that they're hiring another assistant director where he was uh, San Bernardino. And since I was already third on that list, uh, I was in the top three. 
who when I didn't get the job. So I was still on the eligibility list, and we all thought I was going to go back there because I'm like, it's my boss, so I'm just expediting. And people with the, my uh, current job, whereas this interim, they're like, oh, he's going to leave because the boss is going to get them there. I didn't get the job. I was disappointed. Um, but through the rumbling of me, of the it coming out that I'm about to leave, and I've only been there like two months, the new CBO at the time, he comes to me and said, we're recreating a new position, a director position, which they didn't create for my predecessor, um, who I told to stay there. But he said, no, they won't do anything. Um, so they created the, the director position. They uh, uh, requested that I apply. I did and got the position. So I got bumped up. So <laughs> I didn't have a job for 10 months. Then got bumped up. With, uh, twice within eight month period. Uh, that's the whole story. No, it's not the whole story. Uh, went to school uh, to get my cert as a chief technology officer. Pandemic hit during that process. My class recommended me to uh, represent them in the live um, live conference in front of two thousand. Give a fifteen minute speech. I did that front of 2,000 people, it, it resonated with a lot of people, emotions. I say all this story up before. And then um, I got asked to be host of the podcast of the show, and I just so happened meet the individual who's leaving the show. He's leaving a, di a district that's close by, and I was burnt out from the commute I had, which is uh, like a, over 120-mile like uh, round trip. And like It was burning me out, especially after the pandemic. And then, um, and then his position opened up. I applied for the position. I said it's the most crazy, uh, largest panel. Of, uh, I had two panels in that same day of like 14, they say 14 to 16 people in each panel. Wasn't nervous at all. It felt like every answer was catered specifically for me. And that was even the responses. that I seen smiles and handshakes like as I was talking the whole, and, and the feedback that I got that I just knocked it off the park. Uh, everybody said it was like even too good. They were questioning if I had, <laughs> if I was real in some points, but it was like, God set that all up to be in the position that I am right now. But what I didn't share, it was, this happened a couple of times. So um, to his point, <laughs> so if you read about the Hebrew boys before they were, unashamed in their faith and their allegiance to God. They said they were not going to bow to this idol. And I even like, I love how Tim Ross always references hopefully the sound of my turn off my messages, notifications. Um, but um, he doesn't reference their slave names. It's, it's curious why Daniel's name is the only one that is referred to in his Jewish name and others How do I hold on? I gotta pause this because it's in the group chat and they're gonna kill my so they never ref so he references Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. Oh my gosh. Why? Oh, I'll just mute it. So I mute everywhere. 
Apologies, apologies, apologies. Um, I'll edit that out for the, let me get to my point. So I love the, the, the fact that he doesn't use their slave name. So he uses Hananiah, Ishel, and uh, Azariah. My nephew's name is Azariah. Um, and they were unashamed. They was like, we're never going to bow our, our knee and our God will save us. And even if he doesn't save us, he's still God. So there was like, you can throw us in the fire all you want. And then uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar got so mad. Was it Nebuchadnezzar at that time? Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar got so mad that he um, asked him to turn up the heat seven times higher. Or even those who were his guards by the furnace were burnt up. And you know the story. The three Hebrew boys were in there, and then he looked inside and says, I see a fourth. He looks like the son of man. And then he has them come out. And to Tim Ron's point, like they didn't have any scent that they went through the fire. Like any back of being in a fire. They didn't smell like smoke. Their garments weren't burned. Their skin wasn't burned. Their hair didn't, nothing smelled smoky or whatnot. Like, cause you know, when you burn toes and burn hot dogs or whatever, Cajun style, it has a, a pungent smell to it. But they didn't smell like any of that. And like he was saying, he apologized, and he's like, "Their God is, is the true God." Let me actually read it, so I'm not taking even their word for it. Because um, I love Daniel. I like the, they even went over the first chapter of Daniel, um, where basically Nebuchadnezzar. I think I read th- did this too, just like. He looked for the elite of the, the Jewish people, the influencers, and he wanted to give them the food. And Daniel and them chose not to, where we get the Daniel fast. And within 10 days, they looked much better than everybody else. Um, but they also, because he wanted the king wanted to indoctrinate him with the Babylonian culture, basically to influence the Jewish people and they had the right to drink the wine of the land and eat the food, but they chose to stick to the regiment, the Jewish uh, practices because their commitment was always to God. And they, <laughs> and they were wiser than everybody else as a result of God pouring in wisdom. And they had the wisdom of the land as well. Um, and, and Daniel was as a result of his obedience. Let me just go back to Daniel. I just love Daniel. Um, as a result of his obedience, it's all in the, the last verse. Now, in the end of days, when the king has said they should be brought, the chief of the eunuchs brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them, all among them all, none was found like Daniel, 
Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. At least they mention their names there. Therefore, they served before the king and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them. He found them 10 times better than all the magicians, astrologers who were in all the realm. Um, but let me read up further in verse 17. As for these young men, God gave them knowledge. God gave them that knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom and Daniel understanding in all visions and dreams. So a result of them being faithful, a result of them not succumbing to the, the temptations of the world, having the eyes, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. What is it? What's the last one? I can't think of it right now. Let me dream my word. The pride of life. Um, not getting caught up in what traditionally the world get caught up. They was like, we want to please our God. God blessed them with all knowledge and skill and literature and wisdom. And Daniel, he gave him the ability to understand visions and dreams. So when we're faithful and obedient and we're trusting God, he will pour into us something that man cannot pour into us. So they go into the fire. So, of course, you have to assume if they're 10 times wiser, the other astrologers, the, the, the those of Babylonian, were obviously hating on them because you see times where they tried to set up uh, Daniel uh, for praying uh, when the time was about being punished and then sent out an edict for those who didn't worship the, the, the idol or the statue get thrown into prison. And similar with the fiery trial, they were like, we're not going to obey and bow. Um, but they came out and didn't smell like smoke. So what was I going to? The king says, look, and he answered, I see four men loose walking to the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. So how did he know what the Son of God was or looked like? Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning, fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So that's their slave names. Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then they came out from the midst of the fire and the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. They saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head were not singed, nor were their garments affected with the smell of fire. And when it was not on them, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel to, and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they were and they have frustrated the king's words and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I will make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against their God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces in their 
houses shall be made in ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver it like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. I'm trying to read something else. Just reading about the man burning and that the three men, the guardsmen burning in the fire. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, and their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the fiery furnace. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking. But I like how Tim Ross said. When they went in bound, they came out free. Like the fire burnt the shackles, those things that were tiny. So the purpose of the fire is for God to remove those things that are holding you back from promotion. So this is a point I was getting to that connected to. It said promotion is on the other side of fire. So I just, I, prior to all of me reading this verse, I was sharing basically my journey. But what I did not tell you. And so even reading this story, it says everybody's around. So like everybody came out to see what the Lord did to them. Like all the counselors, um, the governors, like a high official saw what God had did. So this was a witness not only to one, it was a witness to many. And sometimes we're going through the fire. We always think it's about ourselves. But the point of the fire is to be a testimony to others, to release the shackles and the constraints that others have who are fearful of going through the fire. Hmm. And sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it's painful. Oh, oftentimes, I won't say sometimes. It is almost oftentimes painful going through the fire. But you got to trust God. All this was part of his plan. They trusted God and they saw the results in the past where they didn't, it wasn't, they, there was no threat of fire the first time. They were enticed. <laughs> now I'm thinking, so like they were enticed. They were actually enticed with the food and the lavish, the, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. So they were enticed. They were chosen so they could have pride. Then they were enticed to fill their bellies, to fill their thirst, quench their thirst, satisfy their appetites. But they chose not to in that situation. So both were the same, though. And they were, the other one, it was they were told to bow down, to worship this, like, we will not do this. And there was no penalty for the first. There was a penalty for this one. 
but they chose still to remain faithful. So they were consistent in every form and fashion. So this is the part of that I never share. And it's really not that big, but to me, I reflect, and I'll go back to the first one. So initially, when I worked at the school district, it was four months in, and I was sharing, ironically, I was sharing this with earlier today with somebody going through the same situation as me. Or no, he's, he's been through the same situation. Um, and I was like, four months in, they didn't want, they were like, you're not a good fit probably have to look for another job and to me I was fine because I'm like God has always put me in any position he's always looking out for me um, he's not gonna forsake me leave my city begging for bread um, and I just had to I was looking for jobs of course it was a process and some yeah they would have hired me but I'm like this is not the right fit and then I when I finally had a fit for letter of recommendations, I didn't get one from either of my my bosses. Then I realized because they wanted me to stay, they didn't want me to leave. But when I did eventually find a better position, uh, probably seven months later, the head he's like, "You sure you want to go?" He says, "We see, excuse me, he says I see a lot of managers. You have a skill set that works best for our team." So he didn't want me to leave. So that's one, like leaving such an impact where <laughs> like before when I got there, they wanted, they were like, I'm not a fit, but on my way out, they didn't want me to leave because they saw a skill set in me that they believe would be beneficial for their agency. So um, my wife, she does sales Aflac and she was at a, a Corona seminar, whatnot, uh, um, for the, it's like the businesses in um, Corona, Riverside, IE uh, region, Inland Empire. Um, and she, I guess she had a booth set up because she told me this story. Um, she said a lady walked up to her and it's like, Sherry, voice, voice, do you happen to be the wife of Jamal boys. And because I was going through a lawsuit at the time, she was like, uh, she didn't really want to, she was hesitant to be talking to him. She's like, but yeah. Um, and then the lady gave her card and it was from the employer that I got terminated from. Um, and she's telling me like, yeah, we heard about him that he, he left, he went back, he's working back in LA. He has a long commute. And and we had to replace, uh, we replaced him with somebody else and that didn't work out. So just have him give us a call if he's willing to, to come back or have a shorter commute uh, because we need him here. <laughs> And I didn't know who she was talking about because I'm like, lady, I'm like, I was only there for six days before I got fired. <laughs> and then I asked her to describe me, this lady. And she said red hair. And like, I asked, was it curly? She said, yeah. 
then I asked what she would somebody else and she mentioned the person when I asked what his physical features and she said yeah because she gave me the business card of the lady in order to call her and then I'm like then I'm looking at the title I don't know it's like communication specialist or something like that and then I'm like oh I do remember that lady I'm like I only talked to her one time. It was uh, during the Christmas party, my final day there. And we were talking maybe 30 minutes or so. That was the actual day um, that they let me, or I had the this interview where they, they let me, my last day there, basically, where they let me go. And I was like, it's crazy that I made that much of an impact. <laughs> Within a small moment of time. So it's like what Tim Ross was saying, like they apologized. And I was like, it was almost like the apology, like both times, like with my previous, like they realized they made a mistake in their first assessment of me. And this other agency realized they made a mistake in their assessment of me as well because they listened to the wrong voices. They listened to the voices of the world were against the voice of the voice of God. And even the one of the, the a prior employer where I had the most issues with where I had to leave because it was just a toxic environment. I even got asked, did I want to come back to work there? And I was like act by an elected official on my LinkedIn and whatnot. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm actually in a much better place right now than I would be there, making a lot more money in a better environment. Um, and I, it's so like, when he was like, promotion is on the other side of fire. So I had to go through that fire like, the Hebrew boys had to go through that because it says they got promoted in the province of Babylon. So where they were just thrown in the fire, but God was like, no. He, and he was with them in the fire. And he was like, no. What you think this fire is doing, what you meant for evil, I will use for the good of those who love me and are called according to my purpose. I have a purpose for them. And what you what methods you use to attack me, I would use for a bigger purpose. And uh, it just brought back those memories, like listening to promotion is on the other side, because I'm going through the fire right now. But I always had to reflect on all those other times I went through the fire, what God brought me through. So having these Three different experiences and remembering they all responded with like I messed up. Not me, but they messed up. It's, It's validation that I was with God and I made the right choice. And some of you guys out there may be in the fire. And you may be tempted to give up and follow the path of everybody else with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, because it's so easy to do it. 
But when God is telling you no, when he's telling you to remain in that fire, he's telling you to remain in that oven. Don't go the route of the microwave. Don't go for that instant gratification. Don't go. Because that instant gratification, it's gone like that. It's an instant. But that slow burn produces a much safer, savory experience for your palates that is longer lasting. And God doesn't like microwave experience. He can change stuff in an instant if he chooses to. But some of the deeper experiences, you're going to have to go through that slow burn, that painful burn, that why am I still here, God, burn. Because it hurts, burn. But he's saying, my ways are hard in your ways. My thoughts are hard in your thoughts. I love you. And the only way I can promote you is if you go through this fire. But you will see at the end of all this, you will not smell like smoke. You will not have any residual effects of going through the fire. The only thing left in that fire will be the shackles, those chains, those weights that were meant to hold you down that I didn't put on you. Because yesterday, and this, 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 because yesterday, and I'll just use this one experience that I went through probably a month or so ago that a few know about. Talking to this dude. And he's very irate. He's, that's why you went through the, that's why you're in the fire. And I'm happy you went through it. And like the way he was talking, and I was like, and I'm smiling just like, okay, dude. And he's like, wipe that smile at your face. Why are you smirking? And I'm like, it's like trying to use tactics to, for me to respond in a certain way. And then I was like, you found pleasure in my downfall. And then you want me to come to agreement with you. And then so I'll go through. It was a my my devotion for today. Be pleased, Lord. Psalms 40, verse 13. Be pleased, Lord, to rescue me. Hurry, Lord, to help me. May those be ashamed and humili humiliated together who seek my life to destroy it. May those be turned back and dishonored who delight in my hurt. So I was like, He wanted to seek to destroy you. He, he found pleasure. He literally said he was happy for my hurt. And I reflected on that. 
and I like all things work together for the good. And like I had a, a conversation with my friend because it's like this has been one of the toughest, the worst year. I'll just say the worst year. And having a friend who's going to literally the worst time of her her life right now too. But it was like God factored all this in. None of this was a surprise. But the Hebrew boys, he factored in they were going to be enticed with the lust of the flesh, pride of life, lust of the eyes. He factored in they were going to be threatened and put in positions where um, they would have to lose everything they were hold dearly to, mainly their lives. But they still chose God. And each time they responded to the test accurately, they gained something from it. They gained knowledge. They got skill, understanding. They were recognized by leaders in countries as better than the best as a result of being faithful to God. And God wants to present you in front of many to bring glory to his name. But he can only do that if you're obedient. <laughs> if you followed the directions, that was the last part. If you followed the directions, so we the, the story I always think about the person who didn't follow directions was Samson. He would constantly play like touch dead carcasses and mess with women he wasn't supposed to be messing with. Because he had the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. And he took the shortcut route in everything he did. Not realizing who his source was. And if you also look at Samson, we always assume that he was this swole, cut up dude. It never says that in the Bible. Because you have to wonder why they ask them consistently, where do you get your strength from? If it looked like it was in his body, they would have just like, okay, it's his arms, his legs. That's where he's, it wasn't that. But he chose to do things quick in a hurry in his own way and was deceived in the end. And when he finally came to it, the sad state is when he finally came to himself after he was blinded, he said, Lord, give me strength to do one more, one last fight, basically, to knock down the pillars and have it collapse on all the Philistines, which the Lord granted. And it said he killed more in his death than he did in his life. So I don't want that to be my impact where I have more value dead than I have more value alive. I want God to use me until he can no longer use me. Meaning I, I fought the fought, fight, I ran the race. He's going to, at the end of my time, say my good and faithful servant come home. But I have to go through the fire during this whole period of time. Not just go through the fire. I have to come out of the fire when it's his time. And I know you all want to rush or even skirt around the fire. God says it's not so. 
It's part of the plan. Yeah, you're apologizing now, but you don't have to apologize because it was all part of God's plan for me to go through that fire. It was all part of God's plan for me to get fired. That was part of his plan for my life, for me to get fired, for me to appreciate what he brought me from and what he brought me to. Because if I didn't go through that fire, I wouldn't be in the place that I am now as a result of him putting me there. You have to appreciate the fire. You have to also appreciate who's in the fire with you. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. So even so in the midst of you going through the fire, do people see God with you? How does this person still have joy? How does this person still have life despite all they're going through? How does this person still have hope? Or do you look like you're burnt? Or do you look toasted? Or do you look charred? Do you look destroyed? Do you look just like the world expects somebody who's burnt to look like? If you do, it's time now to dust the ashes off your shoulders, clean up your face, clean up your appearance, and reflect that joy of Christ. Because you're going to make it through. God is with you. God has a purpose. God has a plan. And your promotion will not come until you go through the fire. It's on the other side of the fire. So you can stay where you are. Or you can go through the fire and be promoted. So I appreciate the message that I heard. I don't want to talk too long. I don't know how long I've been talking. Well, 43 minutes, actually longer than I expected. But I just pray that God is just uh, for anybody who will be listening in the future. I pray that you have a peace that surpasses all understanding. People don't understand why you have this peace. Why do you have this joy? Why do you have this calmness? Don't you know the threats? Don't you know what's going to happen if you choose to go this way? Don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you. But in spite of all that, you trust God. And God will reward you for your obedience and for your faith for your trust. My main purpose in these podcasts is to basically speak to myself. This is a journal to myself. Hopefully it does minister to somebody who may be listening out there. But it's all going to work out for your favor in the end. If you just go through the fire, not microwave, if you just go through the fire, that the Lord has put you in. Because he's going to vindicate you. He's going to validate you. He's going to present you in front of those who found joy in your pain. 
Be pleased, Lord, to rescue me. Hurry, Lord, to help me. May those be ashamed and humiliated who seek my life to destroy it. May those be turned back and dishonored who delight in my hurt. And I've been on Psalm 37 for the longest. I might just read all this. Do not get upset because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and decay in the green plants. Trust in the Lord and do good. Live in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. He will do it. He will bring out your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not get upset because of one who is successful in his way. Because of the person who carries out wicked schemes, cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not get upset. It only leads to evil doing. For evil doers will be eliminated. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while. And the wicked person will be no more. And you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn their sword and bent their bow. Take down the afflicted and the needy to kill off, to take down the afflicted and the needy, to kill off those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will enter their own heart and their bows will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked will be broken. But the Lord sustains the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless and the inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil. And in the days of famine, they will have plenty. Let me skip down. The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled down, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his seeds, his descendants begging for bread. For the Lord loves justice and does not abandon his godly ones. They are protected forever, but the descendants of the wicked will be eliminated. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The wicked spies upon the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand. Let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are eliminated, you will see it. Observe the blameless person and look at the upright, for the person of peace will have a future. But wrongdoers will altogether be destroyed. The future of the wicked will be eliminated. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. We take refuge in God. Do not get angry. The one section I had to constantly remind myself, it says,
Do not get upset because of the one who is successful in his way. The one who, I won't even say that took the mic, microwave route, the one who's bypassing the route in general and is just successful. Like, why don't they have to go to the fire? Why aren't, they, why aren't there any repercussions for their actions, for their choices, for going after the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life? Why aren't they seeing the same things that I'm seeing, Lord? Why aren't they going through the fire? Like, I'm? why isn't it hurting them like it's hurting me? He says, he says, do not get upset because of the one who appears, and I, I just put up here, who is successful. I won't even say appears. They are successful in their ways. Because the person who carries out wicked schemes sees from anger and abandoned wrath. Do not get upset because it only leads to evil doing. For evildoers will be eliminated. Those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while, just wait a little while, and the wicked person will be no more. And you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. Just wait on the Lord. Even in the fire, the Lord is with you. He hasn't forsaken you. He's just checking your temperature because he's in the fire with you. I think I'm done. I'm more than done. This journal, this is like a video journey to myself. Encouragement to myself. Well, this concludes this episode of MFNB. Your promotion is on the other side of the fire. Push through. Thank you for listening. And if you have yet to do so, please subscribe to the pod, share, and keep moving forward with no breaks. And we're out. Peace till the next go round.